Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Grit Podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the founder of Sisu, and I'm your host of the show. And today, we actually have a show that is going to be like, this is something that so many of you should listen to because you are in this same world of being a team owner that is wanting to scale and get your business to that next level. But at the same time, you're still in production and you're figuring out like, how do I move forward? And today I'm here with Andrew Lewis. And I got to meet Andrew right after he became a CSU customer. We were actually interviewed together in the Tom Ferry Blueprint so that we could show what kind of an impact Sisu had on really streamlining and and automating his business. So I got to know Andrew a little bit then, but Andrew, thanks for joining us on the show today. Andrew is the founder, owner, and CEO of Performance Real Estate, which is a real estate team. You want to tell us about your team today, Andrew? I want this to come from you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. So yeah, for performance real estate, we're a small team at this point have been trying to, to find our way here for about five years. And today, as, as it stands, the team is myself, two agents in production underneath me on the buyer side. We've got a full-time admin and a full-time inside sales agent currently, along with an outsourced transaction coordinator. So last year, we did 93 deals with just two agents in production and headed towards a goal of 130 this year. Okay. Awesome. So you did about 100 and you want to do 130. So my first question to you is, why not 200? Yeah. Most real estate teams are doubling their business every year right now. I can tell you this as a CSU owner, I see, I know our average customer grows their business at 107% year over year. So why not 200? Yeah, for us, we, we changed up our business model a little bit here over the last several months. Again, it was just myself and another agent in production. And we're trying out a model that uh, was bringing people on salary-wise and, and allowing them to help us on the showing partner side just to leverage our time and allow us both to be in as much production as possible over the last several months and in meeting with a, a lot of other teams and and all that, we've gone back towards traditional team model of, of bringing on buyer's agents and in helping them grow and empower to grow their business. And so, but yeah, with the showing partner model that, that we had there, it was for us, it was, you know, we kind of reached our, our ceiling of, of what two agents with uh, someone opening doors for us could handle, it felt like. I mean, so we were conservative with the goal there, but but now going, hey, we're, we're going to move towards this, this more traditional model. I don't see why we couldn't quickly double or even go beyond that. Okay. I agree with you. You should. So just so you guys know, so Andrew and I talked about this before the podcast and today, like Andrew is not here to say how amazing he is, which, you know, we all want to talk about how amazing we are. And I'm not saying you can't say how amazing you are, but so many of us, we're into a shifting market right now. Right. And so many of you guys are in that point of your business 
where you're still in production. You want to get out of production. Hopefully that's your goal to get out of production because there's so many opportunities beyond that. You can't really scale your business as long as you're in production. So how do you surround yourself with the right people? Like these are the things we want to dive into today because it's such a critical time. And like, anyways, I'm going to ask some hard questions and Andrew has agreed to let me do that. So I hope you guys don't feel I'm beating up on Andrew. I think the world of Andrew and I have hundred percent confidence. He's just going to crush it in the coming years. And, you know, he just made a significant change in his business where there were two team owners and now there's one team owner. So Andrew, so how does that make you think about your business differently? Yeah, I mean, that, so that was an interesting change. And, you know, we met together and felt like that was best to move our business forward and, and let us each focus on the strengths that we have. So that actually went really well. And it doesn't always in this business, but that went really well. But now just feeling that weight, right? It's now 100% on my shoulders, like succeed or fail. And I felt like that was maybe a comfort that I had previously was like, hey, we're in this together. If, if something were to go wrong, like it's, you know, it's between us. But now I just feel that, you know, that tremendous weight, but also an excitement to go build things out and make things the way that we want to do it and just to grow the business. So you guys can feel, I don't know if you're watching or listening, but if you're watching and listening, you can definitely feel the sense of just like a weight lifted off Andrew's shoulders. He now feels like he can spread his wings and fly. And like, he's got that excitement that he probably hasn't felt for the last year. So is that true? Am I describing that correctly? Yeah, I, I think through the process, like I, I think as a business owner, your journey, you learn so much about yourself. Same with having kids or being married or, or whatever. You're just learning so much about yourself throughout the process. And for me, I think as a business owner, I, I really learned I want things my way. I, I want to, I'm much more driver than I thought originally going, hey, I want to implement these systems. This is the way we're going. We need to follow this. And so together, it was kind of, you know, it wasn't meshing in, in that sense. And so now I'm really excited to go, hey, let's build this out, put the systems and in, in processes into place, 100%, follow the plan and go execute on it. So excited in that sense that, you know, I just have the freedom to make all those decisions real quick. And it's not, I feel like it was a much slower process, right? And any company that has a board of directors or anything like that, when you try to make moves, it's a slower process. And so now just to go, it's fully put on me. Yes, there's pressure, but now I have that ability to just make changes and, and make them happen quickly and implement things like the transition for how we're doing our team. Yeah. So that's exciting. So Andrew, I'm giving you permission to ask me anything you want during this interview as well. I've told Andrew in, you know, in running CSU, I've worked with and coached dozens of team owners and helped them get to doing over a thousand transactions a year. And so Anyway, this is just a fun conversation between us to really just probably some of the stuff a lot of you guys are asking yourselves right now. Okay, here's where my business is at. So Andrew just brought on his first few agents because he's been the rainmaker. He's been in production and he's just brought on his first few agents to his team. And now what's next? He already has two admins. Is that what I heard you say? So you have two admins and two yeah, agents. Ad admin, transaction coordinator, and then inside sales. Okay. So you have an ISA, you have an admin, and you have a TC? Yep. So admin being an ops manager? Hybrid currently. So looking to bring somebody in that would be a little bit more over the ops side of things. Okay. Okay. So he has two 
let's just say admin staff, one ISA to generate leads and two agents. So it's a, it's definitely a challenging place to be as a business owner to have as many admin as salespeople, mm-hmm. right? Because the reality is if you have the right systems in place, which I know you have great systems in place because you use Sisu, if you have the right systems in place, you should be able to have, like, you should be able to scale to 20 agents with pretty much the admin team you have, other than it sounds like you may need to bring in the right ops manager. And so, right. So let's talk about the who and not the how right now. Yep. Who we surround ourselves with is such an important thing. And I was telling Andrew, I, I finished a book today called The Compound Effect. Highly recommend it. I enjoyed it. It's a pretty casual reading, but it brings out a lot of great points. But he talks about something in there that we all know, like we've heard it a million times. We are pretty much who the top five people we surround ourselves are, right? That's who we are. So who are we surrounding ourselves with? We need to ask that about our friends. We also need to ask that about the people we bring into our business. And we need to bring in, we talked about the integrator, right? As well, the visionary and the integrator. You guys have probably all read that book. I know most people in real estate have, but Andrew is a visionary who can be an integrator. That's what I am actually. That being said, for me to have, that's what Frank is in my life. Frank Felice, he is my integrator not having him in the business would make me constantly focus on doing daily tasks that don't let me focus on what I'm good at. So right now, is that a role you're trying to fill? Yeah. You so just, a- I mean, you just had a business partner and now you're like, okay, I'm this visionary and I'm doing the integration. You know, I'm the integrator. What exactly are you looking for? Who do you want to, who do you want to surround yourself with today? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that's the huge piece is surround yourself with the right people in the business that are where I want to go. And so I'm excited just to continue to to develop those relationships. I have them, honestly. And that, and that was a big change. We changed brokerages this year and I went from a small independent local brokerage to national brokerage and went from being the big fish, right? Like the top team at our brokerage to realistically, when you look at the scope of things nationwide, like we're nowhere near the top. Right. And so that just expanded those horizons for me. And I'm super excited to, you know, be in an ecosystem that that lets me pick the brains of, of people that are doing the 800, 900,000 deals a year that we're headed towards. And so, yeah, there is that huge component of, of having to surround myself with the right people. And then on the integrator side, you know, that's again, I, I feel like I've been gifted in both. And maybe that's an arrogant thing to say there is going like, I feel like I run a little bit of both, but I feel like I've been forced into the integrator role because, you know, if you don't have one, you are one. And so I just, yeah, I I feel bogged down in the day-to-day of what we have to do in the business. And I've got a great admin that I can pass a ton of stuff off to, but I really need somebody that can oversee the day-to-day operations and allow me to be out there surrounding myself with other agents, being able to go out and visit others and be a part of their team meetings and learn and grow. And, and right now I'm, I'm having to be so much in the business that I don't have the time to go do that. Yes. Okay. So you made a change this year to where you shifted, you went to a different brokerage. Yep. You were like the top dog in your brokerage doing a hundred deals a year. And then you moved now to your real, right? So yep. 
So you made the move to real and now you're collaborating with all these team leaders that are doing, you know, call it 800, a thousand transactions a year. And you're like, whoa, how do I become that? Right. So you've already done something good, which is you've put yourself in circles with these people that are playing at a higher level. So that's an amazing thing. So congratulations. Yeah. So I, w- um, I would say to anybody that's, you know, that's, they need to consider making a, a change with brokers like that. Like I had the sweetest deal where we were and to make the transition to a new brokerage that just provided me exponential opportunity as far as tapping into agents that, that are where I want to be. That's been amazing. So if there's anybody that's like on the fence on what to do there, Hey, I've got a really sweet deal, flat fee brokerage here. Like look into something that allows you to level up because being the top dog at your brokerage, everyone's coming to you for advice. Like you're, you're not necessarily growing. And unless you're really good at surrounding yourself with other people, that can be difficult, especially when you're, you're the top dog there. Yeah. So most people I've talked to meaning thousands of team owners, we have about 3000 teams in Zisu now, just over 3000 teams. So, I mean, I've spent a lot of time with a lot of team owners and most people don't feel like they get a tremendous amount of value from their brokerage. Right. Right. So, so make sure you're somewhere where you're getting whatever value you need. So you've talked about needing this integrator. So I can tell you, I'm I'm going to share some experiences from my household, which my wife runs a real estate team spring. That's actually how I got into the business. That's how I solve the problems that needed to be solved with Sisu. Two years ago, she was at about 300 transactions a year, right? Two, maybe 250, somewhere in that 250 to 300. And she brought, she was kind of where you are. She was still in production. Mm-hmm. She was super long hours. She was not able to focus on building a title company. She was not able to focus on building a mortgage company. She was not able to focus on building a coaching company, all of which she has now, right? So it's a really tough place to be, which she always calls it the messy middle. Yeah. Yep. Right. So I'm sure so many of you guys talking or listening to this right now can relate to this messy middle. So I'm sharing this with you just because I think this is crucial information that I want you guys to all know. Not only you, Andrew, but everybody. Mm -hmm. but she decided she needed to bring two people into her life, right? And one was, call it a sales director, because she was sick of managing salespeople. Like, that's not what she wanted to do with her day every day. She loves her team. She loves the people on her team, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't want to be the one holding them accountable every day. So how many of you find yourselves there? Are you there, Andrew? Oh yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. And, and <laughs> you, only got two, two. <laughs> you only have two agents. She, yeah. she had, I want to say she had 15 agents at the time, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that is a tough question for you, right. Is how many people can you hire until you have, maybe you need to go out and get your team to over 10 agents so that you can then afford to pay the right people to come into your world. Right. So that's, that's a question. I mean, have you thought about that? How do you feel about that? If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. 
Yeah, no, that's I mean, that's that's the big thing is recognizing, right? You're, you're looking for an integrator that's going to that's going to come in and, and essentially run the day to day operations of the business. That person's not a forty thousand dollar a year salary. That person is on a much higher compensation level. And, you know, whether that's a, a big base and some commission or bonuses or, or whatever that might be. So, so recognizing like, yeah, we need to pay this person really well they're going to come in skilled. I'm not you know, necessarily looking to, to bring somebody in to teach them all of it. But yeah, I recognize that's the goal is to have, I've got a couple more agents coming on here at the end of this month and two more coming on. And then um, looking to get the team to 10 is, is my goal by the, end, okay. of, by the okay. end of the year. Okay. So you just pointed out you're looking for an ops leader. You're not looking for a sales leader. You will probably take on the sales leadership role for quite some time still. Yes. Yeah. I think I can maintain okay. that if, if the day-to-day ops were off my plate. Okay. So, so it's the day-to-day ops you're looking for. So she, she brought in this, she brought in Justin to manage that side of her business. And then she brought in somebody named Sarah, who used to actually work with Frank Klesitz over at Viral Marketing. And Frank gave Spring permission to bring Sarah in, who had done a tremendous amount of work with VAs and building large VA teams and just didn't build a real estate team, but happened to be the right operations person to really allow Spring to scale all of her businesses. So it seems like that's more the role you're looking for today. Yeah. So here's one thing that has been an eye-opener for me as I've looked at a lot of teams across the country. So many people look for transaction coordinators to be that person. What I've found the most successful people find is they find people from outside the industry that are really good in that role to now come into the industry. In Spring's case, both of those leaders she brought in as her who's in her business are both from outside of the real estate industry. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I I think if... Right. So we as a team, like we've had admin that was also our transaction coordinator that we also would have loved to have moved into the offside. And, and it just, well, to your point, it just didn't work. You know, they were bogged down by the day to day and maxed out a certain number of transactions. And so we tried that a couple of times and realized that that didn't work. So I, yeah, I absolutely see, you know, there's, you know, unless somebody happens to be an ops manager somewhere else and looking for a different opportunity that, yeah, it, it would be wise to to seek somebody out that's coming from a different business that even brings in a fresh perspective. I'm I'm not against that at all. Yeah. So so you've already had that challenge. You've already had a TC that you wanted to move into that role. And the TC was so focused on being a TC, they couldn't get above the TC. And so what we find is sometimes and that TC is probably a great TC. Keep them as a TC, right? But the people we surround ourselves with, sometimes they're the right people to get us to a certain level. And for you, it's 100 transactions, right? And now for you to get to now 300 transactions, 500 transactions, who needs to be in your world to get you to that level? And that's where you really need to start thinking, right? Those are the people you need to hire today yep. because you don't hire them. Like once you're there, you hire them to get you there, right? Yep. So. So I I think you see this, I think you know this, and I just want to bring this awareness to all of you team leaders out there who are in this this market as it's changing. So I I want to get your take on the market today, because I think the take is different depending on the size of your business. So I want really want to get your take. And are you a broker? Are you an agent? Are you, you know, so, so tell me your take on the market today, Andrew. 
Yeah, I mean, we're, we're in an interesting shifting market, as everybody knows. So things that have shifted quickly, like there, it just really feels like there was a button hit and we went from 30 offers on every property down to, you know, three or four and, you know, even some listings having to sit a little bit longer than that. And so things have shifted, but it's, for me, I'm excited for it because we came out of this crazy market where it was impossible for a buyer in our area, unless you had two, $300,000 in your bank account where you could put down a 20% or more down payments and cover a gigantic appraisal gap, you just couldn't compete. And so it was kind of luck of the draw, right? Like leads would come in and you're like, hey, this guy wants to buy, but can he can't even compete currently in this market? No. And so we were having to kind of put some stuff off the side and, you know, opportunity that was there, but unless they came in with that kind of cash, they just didn't have a chance. And so I'm excited now to see this ship coming that, that makes it a little bit more feasible for buyers because then those buyers that are coming in, raising their hands saying, Hey, I'm a, you know, a FHA buyer with three and a half percent down or in our area, VA military zero down buyer. Um, they never had a shot before. And, and now that they do. And so I'm excited for it. I know there's a lot of agents that are screaming, the sky is falling and oh my goodness, but it's going to be better on the listing side because we have opportunity to actually show off our marketing skills and, and what we will do to get a home sold. Because honestly, anybody could have put a home up for sale on the MLS and had 10 offers in the first day a couple months ago. And so on the listing side, we get to show off what we actually do in our systems and processes and, they, and they're going to appreciate them more. And on the buy side, it just opens up a ton more opportunities for buyers that, uh, you know, again, they, they're not, they don't have two, $300,000 in their bank accounts and they're looking to buy their first home. And now it's feasible to actually go in and get them something. So I'm super excited for where the market's heading, shifting a bit. You know, our, our area is surrounded by price points that are 30% higher. So we, we still have an influx of people coming into our area and it's, it's kind of keeping our, our business going. We, we've seen an increase in inventory, but it's stuff still coming off the market pretty quickly. Okay. So you said you have agents running around saying the sky is falling. Give us more detail about that. One of the key things that I hear when you say that is you said agents. Mm -hmm. Who are these agents? Yeah, not on our team, thankfully. So, I mean, that's, that's our goal is to make sure that, you know, they're educated enough and, and keeping up with, you know, keeping current matters and things like that in, in all the data that we have available to us, it shows us you know, that things are still going to move forward. We just have to get more creative, uh, you know, on the listing and the buy side. But yeah, I just, agents in our area, we just, we just hosted a, a mastermind last week with about 25 local agents in our area. And we brought that topic up, right? That was the first thing that came up. It was like, Hey, what do you guys want to talk about? And it went straight to the market and to hear the negative mindsets of where we're going and, and misinformation, right? Like we're not headed towards a 2008 housing market crash. We don't have that kind of inventory. The buyer demand is is still there, and and we just have high interest rates right now. Like that's that's our our biggest battle. Well, um, they're high. They're high compared to where they were two years ago. Yep. But it wasn't that long ago that I remember refinancing at six percent. Yep. Right. So, so like that world was not that far away. Uh, the interest rates today are actually still really good interest rates. Right? Yep. Yep. So, and, and we've shifted the conversation with with our buyers too of you know it's it's not necessarily because they're gonna throw that objection at uh, about the interest rates and we've just shifted it to okay what what monthly payment are you comfortable with and great oh did you know you could afford a five hundred thousand dollar house with that and here here's the properties and just kind of going past that because everybody's in their ear talking to them and i, and I think that was what we found with agents was everyone's talking to their buyers and sellers ear right now about how it's a terrible time to buy 
And oh my goodness, your agent should have had 32 offers on your property already by now because the neighbor didn't. Who's, who's saying this? Who's saying uh, it's I mean, a terrible these, time to buy? Uh, these, I mean, that's those are those are friends and family of the buyers that you're working with. And so that was a okay. topic that we came up with in our mastermind okay. of going, you know, they're, they're going relatively to the 3% interest rates we had, but people are telling that. And so we're having to, you know, be the, the source of information for our buyers and sellers right now that, you know, reach against what they're hearing. Okay. So in this mastermind you guys had, and which I, I hats off to you for having this mastermind. I think it's amazing. Did you, how many of those people were agents? Cause you keep saying agents and yep. how many of them were team leaders? That was all agents. So I would have been the only team leader there in the room, you know, and then there was one other solo agent that has a really good enough production level. I, I think we were the voice of reason when it came to, to talking about what the market was looking like, but. Okay. So I, I want to bring that out and I, I do this. I think this is a very important observation. I am a big believer that the future of real estate is real estate teams. I built my entire company based on that fact. Mm -hmm. so, so that being said, this is starting to play out in the market today. And I think you just proved this to me. So thank you for sharing that valuable information. But if you bring 25 solo agents into a room who are solo agents, just, you know, in whatever brokerage, these guys are going to be naysayers. They are saying that because you know what? Their business is shrinking today. Yeah. They are not thriving. If you go to any of my 3000 teams at CISU, and I'll just use the one closest to me as the example. It's the one in my house. My wife, she had her best two months ever the last two months. She put 81 homes under contract last month, 81 homes. You know, that's over a thousand a year, right? That's, that's a team that did just under 500 last year. Pacing right now to do a thousand this year. Yep. So what does that tell you, Andrew, as a business owner, like where you need to be? And why do you think there's a difference between the way these team owners see it, which you, like you were the, you just said you were the voice of reason with those 25 agents. Yeah. What's the difference between you as a team leader and all of these agents? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think we're able to look at the data that we have. We've got the, uh, the volume of transactions, right? So that's where individual agent that does their one to 10 deals a year, doesn't, doesn't really have the data set that we do. So, I mean, if we're a hundred deals a year, that's okay. We're selling two a week, right? So at, at least we're seeing and able to speak to, oh, and you know, somebody brought up, oh, they're, they're getting creative with financing now and, and all sorts of bad loans being done out there. And I was like, I haven't seen anything come through other than a conventional loan lately. So I haven't seen that. I don't know what you're seeing. I mean, I'm not seeing bank statement loans come through on our side of things that we need to be worried about. So, you know, we, we've got that data set to be able to, to look at that. And, and again, we're, we're not relying on every single deal and hanging on to the outcome of that deal because, because there is a volume play there. Yeah. yeah. Now imagine even being a larger team owner, Andrew, where you actually had your own mortgage company. Think of your perspective then versus what mortgage companies are doing versus this solo agent. How many negative thoughts can they have in their brains about all the bad stuff going on right now? Which basically what they're telling themselves is they're getting out of this business. Like they won't last, they won't be here. This is the time, this is my opinion. I've been saying this is gonna happen for the last three years, but the solo agent will disappear with the exception of the solo agent 
that is a high listing, high producing listing agent that knows how to go out and get their expireds because expireds are going to come back yep. and those agents are going to thrive. But that solo agent that expects to get friends and family deals and they will not be in the business. They yep. will be gone. So yeah. That's one thing I'm incredibly excited about, about the transition we've just made is this is going to be a great market to, to, to bring agents on board, to show them the value of that team. Because again, you know, we, we just came from being fat and happy for the last two years of where your friends and family called you and, and said, Hey, I want to move. And, you know, you, you accidentally got them 50,000 over asking price for their house and found them another house to buy. And it just, those are going to dry up pretty quickly. And so people are going to need to be skilled, like to your point, they're, they're going to have to be skilled to get that business here going forward. And buyers and sellers are going to look for the top producing teams in their area because they're, they're not going to trust their uncle that has a real estate license anymore because the market has shifted. And they're probably going to come to us after they've already tried with him, but we're, we're going to end up getting that business in the long run. Yeah. And we all know those power listing agents are skilled, but if you're a new buyer's agent coming into this world today and you just hang your license at a brokerage, your chance of success, I mean, it was 10% in the, you know, within five years, 90% of those agents are gone, right? Mm -hmm. That's the history of real estate. I would say it's going to change to where within one year, 90% of those agents will be gone. Because if they're not on a team where they're getting leads, where they're getting leadership, where they're getting skills, where they're getting support, where they're getting admin, where they're getting systems, they will not survive. They will not be there, right? So, so it's a truly, truly interesting time. It's a truly interesting market that we're in right now. Yep. So this is just, I share this believing that more than ever, I guess teams have a massively unfair advantage. And that's pretty much why Sisu exists mm -hmm. is to give you an even larger advantage. So let's talk about your technologies that you use in your, because you have systems in your, in your world. What are you guys using as far as your systems go? Yeah. So uh, we're, we're follow-up boss, Ylopo, Sisu, those are the, the big three players in, in what we've got right now. So it kind of seems to be a popular combination amongst a, a lot of agents out there currently. Yes. Yeah, so follow-up boss, definitely a top CRM, top team CRM platform. Most people that have follow-up boss have Ylopo. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we work a lot with both of those companies as Sisu is kind of that third platform. And I would say the two things, and this I'm obviously biased on this, but the two things that every real estate team absolutely must have in their business is an amazing CRM and CSU. Um, if you do those two things, you will have the operating systems that you need to run your business. You also need an e-signature platform. So, right. yep. so if you don't already have those things, make sure you go check those things out. And I'm not just saying that because I'm the CEO and founder of CSU. I'm saying that because I believe it, that for you to be in existence in the next three years in this business, you're absolutely going to have to have that. And uh, I tell, I tell people that all the time too, is, you know, we we're in all sorts of mastermind groups and, and all that as well. And the topic with CSU comes up because I do love it. I, I use it for the numbers tracking. We're fully integrated on the task management side of things. So every escrow gets run 100% through there. But I preach that all the time to people is number one, if you're an agent, you need to track your numbers. 
especially in this market, you're going to make 100 phone calls and talk to 10 people and they're just going to tell you, go pound sand, I'm not buying anything right now, right? But if you can have the data set behind that to go, hey, but if I talk to you, maybe it's 200 people gets me an appointment, it's so much more encouraging to work through those difficult days of the 10 yeah. people that told you no, because you know you're just another step closer towards getting that yes. Yes. Um, and backing into your goals, right? If, let's just say your goal is to make 200,000 a year. That's double what most agents want to make. But mm-hmm. let's just say you want to make 200,000 a year. At 200,000 a year, if you can back into that and know exactly, okay, what does that really mean? How many conversations a day do I have to be in? How many appointments a week do I have to go on, right? In order to put the proper number of people under contract and to get the right number of listings or buyers signed. So super, super important. Make sure you guys know that even if you do it in a spreadsheet, it'll be very painful to do it in a spreadsheet because I did that. And that's why I built CSU. But even if you do it in a spreadsheet, it's going to be a lot better than not doing it. So So make sure you know that. Great. Well, I know because I felt it from you today, even before we started this podcast, we're pretty much out of time, but I know that you are going to like crush the next two years. Super excited for you. Congratulations. Just on being in a position now where you feel like you can actually spread your wings and fly because that just that alone gives you an amazing opportunity to just go after this world and take whatever you deserve right now. So Andrew, any last words of advice, any questions for me, anything else you want to hit on before we wrap up? Yeah. I'm just thrilled with where the market is. I think it's a good spot for our market as a whole, for agents as a whole, buyers, sellers, we need this a little bit. And it's seeing those strategic opportunities that you can use to take advantage to get where you want to go. And so shifting out of this, I'm excited to get into building things up. Again, you know, providing value as a team lead that helps agents succeed, helps them have the right mindset, holds them accountable to the numbers, has a great culture. That's a big piece. And so it's, you know, we're in that early phase right now of we're limited on people here currently, but as we build it out, make sure that we're building a great culture that gets people to want to stay and want to be here and have fun doing real estate but also crush the numbers and hit the goals that they're looking for so that they can do what they want with their lives with the money that they've made. And so I'm passionate on real estate investing and I can't wait to help my team achieve that on their side too and in creating some passive income. So to see an awesome opportunity there to, to create some culture and drive value. Well, it's been fun. It's been fun getting to know you over the course of the last year. And it's been fun having you on the podcast today. And I thank you for your honesty and just, you know, where the market is at and where your team is at and where you're going and sharing your vision. It's been fun. And I'm really looking forward to seeing your success coming here over the next year and two years and three years. So definitely we're going to stay in touch and I'm going to be able to be a part of watching you and being a part of you achieving massive success. So anyway, best of luck, everyone. Thank you for joining today. I know today was kind of a a different format. And I actually really enjoyed this. So we may have to do some more of these as we keep going into this changing market. So Andrew, again, thanks for being on the show and we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. 
make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.